Um, Let's get it started, boys. Food. John Kaz, can you introduce the world to yourself? Oh, hello. I am John Kaz, a musician, coffee roaster, person who does things on the internet sometimes. Uh, from New Jersey, Italian. It's pretty much uh, the abridged version. Um, you just opened up your own coffee company. I did. It's an online coffee roasting store. Um, you know, you get beans online. It's uh, all in the ether, you know? We're in the future, baby. You don't need to go to the coffee shop anymore to get good coffee, huh? Dude, I just went through your Columbia Nariño. I just ran out today, and I'm very sad about it. Well, you're going to get a USPS, a UPS order, huh? I, uh, I yeah, I got to get another one. Yeah, I was going to do it like right as we hung up. Your, your coffee is delicious. You think so? Oh yeah, I love it. It's so have good. You had, have you which what have you just had the Columbia or have you tried other ones? Um I know I got something else from the first batch. Uh, you get you got the dog days one. I, yeah, I got the dog days. I got the dog days. Yeah, it's weird it's weird like how I like I don't know. It's it's been that's like one weird thing is like I've been able to like remember everybody's orders and I think it's like a weird that I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, it's sick. I'm really stoked on it. Um, it's cool to be like just able to highlight my friends who are making art and uh, like select coffees that kind of are doing good things. Like, you know, a lot of the coffees are either more sustainably cultivated or, uh, you know, pro portions of profits go back to the community whether it's through like infrastructure or school systems um you know things like that so i try to like get coffees that offer something else other than just like a good flavor profile how did you get started in coffee because that's that's where we met we worked at a coffee shop together and i was like terrible your and... first ever yeah, my that was my first job ever. Um, that was funny. I thought that was really funny that they had a meeting specifically about how it was your first job ever before you started, and that wasn't true. But no, um, not at all. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just like always drank coffee. Always been a big consumer of coffee since I was like 11, um, and then when I started college. There's this cafe around the corner that two of my friends worked at, and um, I would I would go there just like in between classes and just like during class sometimes I would just hang out there instead, and um, eventually they started like training me uh, like on stuff like under like like high, like it was like a secret training session, and then I told the owner I wanted to work there. And like the first day it's like, I knew where everything was. And she's like, wow, you're really good at this. She's like a Polish lady. Really funny. So I did that. And then I worked with you at Java love for a number of years, uh, you know, doing that. And then my dad's also a roaster. My dad also roast coffee, like, 
for fun. So like he's been doing it for like 15 years. So it's always kind of been around. Where did you get started roasting? Um, well, like I just said, my dad has roasted for 15 years. And then really like the, the bulk of my experience of roasting was with Java Love. Um, I was doing like all the production roasting for them for two years and like wholesale operation kind of thing. Uh, and I just like learned a lot, like as I was, I was just like, it's like one of those things. It's kind of like you learn it as you go. Like you could read about things, but each machine operates differently the way, like, I don't know, like every guitar plays differently. So like roasting on like an, like an electric, like one pound roaster is a whole different experience than a 25 pound gas roaster. I am so jealous of your ability to cook. Like, I got, we got eggplant farm in the other room right now. I'm waiting for it to cool off so I could eat it. Well, I was just watching my new favorite thing I've ever seen without knowing that it was the best thing ever was cooking with mama cause. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We're trying to do that with, that's like a Avenue with, uh, the with the company is like i don't know just like like most people during quarantine i was spending a lot of time watching youtube videos and just like um you know like people like maddie matheson brad leone uh sola um just like random cooking videos of all these people and just like i think that stuff is really cool so i wanted to incorporate that in the company and just like so yeah, me and my mom have been cooking uh, meals with coffee. So far, we've done two. One was really weird, and one was really normal. <laughs> what was the weird one? Uh, we made shrimp scampi in a coffee pot, and we like made fresh pasta instead of like putting coffee in the basket. We put the fresh pasta in since like it only needs like a minute of hot water to to cook through like fresh pasta. So like. I don't know. It cooked through and then the hot plate heated up the shrimp in the oil in the coffee pot. And then we dumped the pasta in. It was pretty good. Like surprisingly much better than I thought it would be. Um, and that was like based, that actually was based off a story of my grandparents. They went to new Orleans on vacation once and my grandpa didn't want to spend money for food. So uh, he bought like, he bought shrimp from the supermarket and then cooked it in the hotel coffee pot. And my grandma was so pissed. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That sounds delicious. Um, you also, when was the last album you came out with? It's just okay to exist. Or just uh, existing is okay. Like songs that like, uh, I don't know. Like I'm like weird, like weird with like, uh, you know, the, like the way like music exists on the internet. And those were just like some songs that I had that like, I didn't think were like a good, um, a full representation of me. So I just wanted them to like, kind of exist as like a more archival thing on Bandcamp. I don't know. That's kind of like a weird, stupid thing to say, but, um, yeah, I did that. 
uh, like right before all this happened and I was just sitting on those. And then like, I think like two weeks into lockdowns and everything, I put them out because they were all kind of just songs about like, I don't know, just like the world changing and stuff and like not wanting that to happen. But uh, we were, uh, we recorded two other EPs uh, remotely during this and I've just been trying to figure out when to put them out. <laughs> You're sitting on two EPs? Yeah, two. Two of them. Why Why two of them? Uh, well, because one was uh, one was like four like punkier songs that I was supposed to record before or I was like, I, the, the recording date was scheduled the day the lockdown started. So I was just kind of sitting on them and they were like a year old at that point. Um, so now they're really old, but I'm really stoked on all of them. Cause they're like, I don't know. They're like probably my favorite songs I've ever written, but then the other songs are like the, like more like folky bluegrassy kind of songs. It's just like tripping out over that kind of music. Like it's like, I spent a lot of lockdown like watching old bluegrass videos and country videos and just like tripping out over that. So I wanted to write some songs like that. Um, so, yeah. The longer I've known you, I feel like the better your guitar playing has gotten. I would hope so. That's how time works. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying like markedly so. Like I think you just, you shred. Um, I hope so I'm trying I've been like super into open tuning and just like that's like all that's like all I do right now is like I when I recorded that the uh like punkier EP like the last song I broke a string on my electric guitar and that was in July I think and I haven't restrung it I've just been like playing my resonator um and it's been really fun when you go in to record, like, are you, like, are those songs all the way flushed out in your mind, or are you go in um, kind of with like a skeleton? The well, that last one was like, uh, usually no. With that one, yes, because that was like it was supposed to be. I wanted, I wanted, to, I never record anything live. Everything is multi-track. And I wanted to just record like an EP with a band where we rehearsed the songs for like six months and just got them really tight and then just like recorded it all live because I wanted to like have that energy. But then, you know, everything happened and <laughs> it's the exact opposite of that. We just fucking um, had to multi-track everything and record everything remote. So it, was, it ended up being the complete opposite of that. But um yeah, usually, usually I have like, uh, you know, the guitar parts and the bass parts uh, all worked out. And then like, I have an idea like, uh, like, I don't know, I'm not really into uh, solos. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I feel like this song could use it or something. So we'll like do like, a, a like, I'll like make space for it and then once we get the skeleton out me and max uh max roush who like records all my music uh we like have like that record label pizza bagel records together and he has uh his band lake effect 
um, we just like work on the songs and then like get them to a point where we're like, what can we add? That's usually how it works. He like ends up contributing a lot, uh, programming all the drums. Cause I can't really, I'm really bad at that. Um, how hands on do you like to be with your recordings? Like, do you select mics and get kind of dorky? Not at all. I don't really care about any of that. Like literally with, with like my so like uh, him and I like always joke about like uh, mixing notes and stuff. You know, like like some people are so I'm I'm sure so like wonky about all of it and like the space the mic is from the fucking amplifier or like whatever. Uh, to me, like I don't know. Uh, I don't like I don't I don't like to obsess over tone or anything like that. For me, it's like. As long as like everything, as long as nothing like sounds too jarring that like all I really care about is like, oh, does the vocals sound above the mix or below the mix kind of thing and like make sure the bass and drums are rocking. That's pretty much it. I don't really, I could give a shit (laughs) about like, like I literally like could not care less about how my songs are mixed and mastered, you know? I don't know. I, like, I, I have fun working out the parts. Uh, I don't know. I also think that, like, there's just, like, so many variations a song could be, and, like, you could, like, especially with fucking, uh, you know, all the plugins you have in Logic or whatever you're using, you could do anything so it's like you like i don't know you'll end up getting lost in all that shit so why overcomplicate it yeah i i want to know who does all of the artwork for what the, for like uh, your releases yeah are they is it all different people or is there like one person that does most of it um yeah i've, I've always had different people uh trying to think yeah my my friend uh kirsten they've done a few things for me um my friend brian just did one for me uh yeah it's always it's always different people i like i like to do like illustrations um i always try to do my own album artwork and then i end up hating it and like i like will send send like my drawing to somebody else and be like, Oh, can we do something like this? And that's kind of how it works. That's cool. Cause I was going to say, I love all of it. It's all fucking great. Um, as soon as I saw it, I like really thought it was cool. And then my next thought was that they all seemed like somehow thematically connected or like in some like way, they seemed very similar. So it's interesting that it's like different artists, but it's it's like coming from something that you started. I can't like a common thing. I I can't remember. Maybe I mean sometimes I have like a color palette in mind. Like I I definitely yeah. like like pinks and blue. Like yeah, pinks, yellow, blue. Like I don't know. Like eastery colors I like a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't remember if I've ever told anybody that though. That might just be a coincidence that I like, I don't know, but that's cool that you think they're all like 
see some similarities between them. Yeah, they're all very cool. I like it. See, <laughs> to me, Kaz is a North Jersey legend, and I was like, Mario, we got to talk to this dude. Um, you did a comic book for one of your albums. Yeah, so for that was like an idea I've had before I wrote music. I like thought it would be really funny to make a comic about um, Taylor Ham and how it was like the skin of deceased people from New Jersey. And I would try to draw it out like every every like you know a couple of months. I would do a few sketches from it for it, and just like time would go by in between because it was during school and school was always really busy. Um, and I, I felt like I would always end up getting better at drawing from like one session to the next. And I was just like, uh, this is like, I have to like keep starting from the beginning because I feel like I'm learning new things. And so then it just got to a point where I um, reached out to my friend Kirsten and we just kind of like talked about it all. I laid out the story and made a storyboard and they like, uh, one of the craziest things ever that they, they, they did that. And like still, like, I think the coolest thing is that they did that for me and uh, everything was hand drawn. Like, like, I don't know. They're, they're a crazy artist and they like really put in the work to do like some really interesting stuff um but they did that and we worked on that together and i was really stoked on it and still i'm really stoked on it but yeah um i tried to get that in weird new jersey but they just like put it in the beginning as like a fan mail letter you got in weird new jersey like I, I was like i sent them the fucking whole comic book and then i sent them an email of the pdf hoping that maybe they'd like publish the whole thing, but they ended up just like screenshotting the album cover and like posting like uh, the note that I wrote them that was attached to it, which I was like, that's cool. But um, yeah, I wish, I wish they posted the comic book. How many weird NJ things have you done? Um, a pretty good about what I, that was like, I don't know when I was a kid, those, those were like the coolest things ever when I was a kid. Um, this camping in the Pine Barrens count as one. Cause I did that over the summer, but, I don't, um, I don't think so. Hmm, well, maybe well, when I was like, I think like my scariest was as a kid, we went to the gates of hell but really, like we, I was like actually watching like Gates of Hell walkthrough videos the other day, and it's just a fucking like sewer, you know. Wait, what's the Gates of Hell? Um, it's a, it's literally just a fucking sewer in Clifton. Hold on a second, Sam. The uh, eggplant's ready. Okay. Uh, it's just like a sewer in Clifton that they say is supposed to be the tunnel to hell. Like, there's, like, a big chamber that leads you to hell. Um, but you have to, like, go down the right path to get there. And there's, like, this big circle room with, like, seven doors. And if you go the right way, you get to the chamber of hell. 
or whatever, but really it's just a sewer line that runs from the path mark to the shop, right? Oh my God. But it is really be so scary. much better if it was like a, a YouTube walkthrough and the guy just like opens the door and it's the actual gates of hell. I mean, it, it is 100% scary and there have been like people who've done like just, I don't know if it's just because of like, you know, like the rumors and shit, but people have done like animal sacrifices there. <laughs> That's awful. So it's like, I guess it's kind of legit. Oh, like there's a little bit of hell there. Yeah, just just a little bit as a treat. At, I went to the devil's tree. Where's um, that again? I actually recently looked that up. That's in like, oh, that's in, that's like, um, what the hell's name of that town? It's um, like past Morristown. Yeah, one, uh, not Bernardsville, the town next to Bernardsville. Yeah, it's like out that way. Yeah. It's not that exciting. I always, well, it, what's, what's the whole bit with that one? It's like you fucking touch it and then you die sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you can, like, take its bark. Uh, were you able to touch it when you went? Yeah, you could touch it. I don't think um, I did, though. I think I was a little scared. Hmm. I think I'd be scared now. Yeah, I mean... I think I'm way more into, like, voodooing ghosts now than when I went. Why? What makes you... Have you ever had any, like, weird supernatural experiences? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, let's fucking hear it. I want to hear both of your weird supernatural experiences. Kaz, have you ever had a supernatural experience? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I don't disbelieve in any of it, though. Like, um, I, 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 I believe it's out there. I just haven't had the experience. My brother claims he has. But I have not. I have definitely seen demons. <laughs> Are you joking right now? Mm, yes and no. Okay, I, w- I want to hear the part of the story that you're not joking about. Was it while you were pumping iron? <laughs> your inner demons? No. I There was... My friends were 100% convinced that there was like this hell beast at this um what's a monastery for nuns what's a a covenant sounds right a nunnery a nunnery the nursery um but they were like 100 percent convinced that there was this like hell beast there and that the religious people were like keeping them at bay and we drove back there one night to like, he was like, dude, it's behind these dumpsters. And I swear I saw something fly by. I was like, there's, there's Helby's here. <laughs> what if it was like a person or like a fucking like dog or something? People said it was like a giant raccoon, but I don't think so. It flew. So I would, I would consider a raccoon a hell beast. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Really? Why? 
I would consider a possum a hell beast. I hate all fucking rodents. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, like it's like like my biggest, like rats are like my biggest fear in the world because when I was a kid, we had like a really bad rat problem in our house. And I would just have nightmares every night that like the rats were gonna climb into my pajamas and stuff and like, like roll like you know how they get like they like compress their spines. And I thought they were gonna compress their spines and like go into my pants and like I, I was like really freaked out like I like I, to this day I can't look at rats like I hate it. Rats are pretty awful. I haven't I seen a rat in a while, but I saw a bat yesterday i would bug out a, a bat as well actually uh, have i encountered i think i encountered like oh yeah i was at my friend's house like last summer and he was like oh yeah there's bats in the trees like what dude but, i live um, like downtown and there are bats in columbus yeah that that's not cool i don't like that one bit i don't like <laughs> i don't like the idea of that you know I don't know if you know this, but bats are a hot topic this year. Um, That's true. But I don't like bats. I don't like rats. I don't really like cats. You like dogs, though. Yeah. I love dogs. I love dogs. Um, yeah, dogs are definitely my n- number one favorite animal. I don't know, second favorite animal. I hate, you know what, I, I do hate when people, like, like say their favorite animal is, like, something that they'll never encounter. Like, oh, mine's the blind Brazilian river dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's the dugong. Otters are really cool, though. Otters are cool, but I've never experienced any in the wild. Me neither, but I've seen them at the aquarium, and they're rocking doing tricks and stuff i guess i've never seen a dog in the wild either i didn't in costa rica they have like a crazy amount wait you went to costa rica for what job love with for coffee um i went there to like go to a coffee farm and like see the whole process of growing coffee you can't grow coffee like in America, right? Um, they're trying to now, like do like some like genetically like genetic environment situations in California, but no, you need because you need like a volcanic soil is usually good. You need like the right soil, the right climate. Um. It's you need an area that doesn't get too hot or too cold all year. Um, so like it, it, uh, it needs to be like the co- the bean belt is like 30 degrees above and below the equator. So in between the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn. Um, Hawaii is the only place in the US that can grow coffee, but uh, not that much. I didn't know that. Yeah, Kona coffee. Um, it's one of those things too that's like, uh, like really sought after, but like, 
a lot of it's kind of shitty, but because like any coffee that's grown in Kona will be like is labeled Kona coffee, but only like a small portion of it's good because it's at the right elevation to be considered good. The rest is just like cheap, cheap shit. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're working. They're like trying to like grow it in labs in California. Who knows? I would love to grow my own coffee. Is I know. It easy? Um, I mean, you could grow the, you could get the, the bush. Uh, you'd probably be able to get flowers to bud from it, but I don't, I don't know, like, what, I don't know if it does produce cherries, if you, like, because people do have the, the coffee tree uh, here. I just don't know how they, like, what they do. I just imagine they they bud flowers at most and no cherries. I don't, I don't see why it would be any harder than growing any other plant, though. Hmm. Um. So... How do you choose where to source your coffee from? Because they got to come from like, they come from all over the world. Yeah, so coffees, like regions usually have, um, like, you know, a region has its its flavor profile usually that it's known for, obviously within that though, different growing conditions and coffee varietals will yield different flavors and then ultimately it comes down to how you roast it that like showcases the flavor but um you know like i know what i like from just being a consumer of coffee for so long and i tend to like african beans and uh central american beans uh african beans usually offer like a more tea-like fruitier coffee light-bodied very high end, like citrus, bright notes. And then uh, Central American coffees usually are like, like a very traditional uh, coffee, like it, like what you would think of when you think of like a morning brew type thing. Like caramelly, chocolatey coffee. I don't know anything about coffee, and I feel like you know more about coffee than anyone I've ever talked to in my entire life. Well, I would hope I know a good amount about coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Do you drink coffee? Do I? Yeah. This is a this is very sad. I'm I have a mild allergy to caffeine. What does it do to you? It makes me. It's very weird. Um, I get the shits, which I guess is not uncommon for coffee anyway. Sometimes, yeah. um, but I also get like weird nerve pains. <laughs> huh? Like I get like I get like chest pain across my uh, like lower rib cage. That doesn't like sound shooting pains. Yeah, the shits and it just are makes the me good feel part. wacky. No. Yeah, the Not, shits are definitely no. an upside to coffee. Well, my shits are different than your shits then, because <laughs> they they weren't good for me. Ever since I worked at a coffee shop very half-acidly, I'm like a total snob. 
but I still you, don't know a goddamn thing about coffee. You, you, you like rocked it so hard. I think it's so funny how like how like not in like how like not into coffee you were the whole time you worked there, but like ended up like crushing it harder than everyone and like just playing guitar during your shift always and eating. <laughs> I think the best thing was just like when they tried to like get the f- their, their toast bar going overnight and you ended up just it like I it ate just, so much of that. It, it didn't work out and nobody was buying the toast and then like they got pissed because you ate all of it before it expired. But it was like, why not? Like no one's buying this shit. If I can come to my own defense, everybody was eating that avocado that worked there. Yeah. And yeah. then somebody was like, who's eating all the avocado? And I just went, I am. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool of you. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny. And then somebody came back later and they were like, yo, the owners think you ate like $200 worth of avocados. <laughs> like some amount that there was no way I could have eaten. But then I, I thought know. about it. I was like, I might have eaten $200 worth of avocados. I mean, how many avocados is that? What are they? They're like $3 a pop, three fifty, right? Yeah. I wonder so, what they were getting them for. Probably probably like $1.50, I would imagine. That's like 80 avocado. Over yeah, the course of a couple months, I could eat 80 avocado, no problem. Yeah, but I think that was only over the course of like... A month. Yeah. You have to still, be- I could probably do that in a month. Two a day? Yeah, no problem. I love yeah. avocado. Do you, do you... How do you eat them usually? Oh, guacamole in like everything. Like for breakfast, lunch. You can always throw guac in something. Yeah, guacamole is pretty versatile it's definitely like good with a i like to make like deviled deviled eggs with guacamole like guacamole deviled eggs those are really good guacamole is easier to deal with because avocados are like good for 20 seconds and you don't have to cut anything do you wait you just buy guacamole oh yeah i'm too lazy to like make my own that's why i'm jealous of you who can like you make your own pasta yeah, that's easy. Making guacamole is really easy, though. Yeah, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Only if that's you have probably, good avocados. That's probably the easiest, one of the easiest things to, like, quote-unquote, cook. I wouldn't even call that cooking. That's just, like, assembling something. <laughs> what is your, like, favorite thing to cook? Um, I don't know. There's, like, definitely, like, things I get stuck in. Uh, probably gava deal and broccoli. Uh, that's like my favorite thing to cook probably, which is just cavatelli, gava deal, as uh, North Jersey Italians call it. Just like a ricotta-based pasta. And then broccoli, uh, you know, just like garlic sauce, salt, pepper, cheese. It's the best. It's like the easiest meal to make. And you can make so much of it. Eat it for like four days straight. I make that a lot, and I make salmon a lot, just like a lemon 
like lemon butter sauce salmon or like a brown sugar salmon. Those are like the two things I probably make the most. Um, eggplant parm. That's what I made tonight. That's like a big winter thing. I've been on a chili kick too. But Dude. But we did that like three or four weeks in a row. And um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess I have like a similar allergy to Mario, but with chili. Uh, I have like some venison chili last night and some wine. And it's just like shitting all day today. <laughs> I think I'm allergic to it. Wait, you think you're allergic to chilies or venison? Chili, because I was shitting a lot. Ugh. Is it like the be- you think it's the beans or like the spices or what? No, I don't. I don't think I'm actually allergic. <laughs> to chili. Um, I think I think my body was properly responding to to, to the, the chili, but it was cool. Yeah, I, fa- I found a a place in Nutley that sells exotic meats, so I'm excited about that. Because they had venison, boar, ostrich. Uh, I think they had buffalo too. Buffalo is good. I've never. I, ha- feel- I don't remember the last time I had buffalo. It was a while ago. I was recently like watching something about indigenous cuisine and trying to find if there was an indigenous cuisine restaurant in New York City, and there's not. There's like seven or eight in the whole country, which is crazy. Um, but they, I was looking at like some like indigenous cuisine dishes and they like do some cool Buffalo stuff that like, I'm like, dang, I want to go to New Mexico and fucking try that. Yeah. That would probably be like easy food to sustain in America. Food that's coming from what is supposed to be here in America. Yeah. The food, the food that is. That was created by the natives of this country. Yeah, uh, it's it's a shame and like a really crazy uh, sentiment to to that there's only seven Native American restaurants in the whole country, or something like that. Like it's like some ridiculously no, low number. And New York doesn't have one. That's kind of a shame. I know. New York has everything. It's supposed to. Are you ever going to move into New York City proper? Hell. Hell no? Hell no. Why not? Uh, It's too much. I don't know. I would never... I don't think I would like it. I like to party there a lot when I was younger. And I did that for a long time. But I... I don't know. Like... I like I like being able to like leave my house and like walk somewhere to get a sandwich at like two in the morning, but New York just seems like a whole other level of that that I don't I don't really need. Like I also like to be able to like drive my car thirty minutes to like go hiking or go to the beach uh, really easily. And I guess you could do that in New York, but I don't know. Uh, it's harder to like get out of the city. I feel like it's just like you're stuck in there once you're in there, but I don't dislike it. We go there like once a week usually to get food. It's like a great thing to be able to like dip your toes in and like come right back out. 
I remember yeah, my buddy yeah. saying he was like, dude, I've lived in New York for the last 10 years and I just kind of want to see some trees. Yeah, I exactly. Like I, I can't imagine my like only um my only like option for nature is to like go to a park like Central Park or McCarran Park or something like that and like just seems like ass. Some people love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's definitely a really cool place and there's a lot of awesome things going on there. It's the city, like, they, you know, there's no way around that. It's, like, probably, like, one of the most culturally important places in the world. But I like New Jersey. There's, like, a lot of charm to it. New Jersey is one of the most important cultural places in the whole world. I agree. There, I said it. Mario, you've been to New Jersey. I've been to New York City, but not New Jersey. Oh, my God. With a name like Mario, you never been to New Jersey? Yeah, not Italian. You're not? No. Wow. You just got your DNA test. Yeah. How'd that turn Where? out for you? Uh, not Italian. I'm like fucking British and Irish. What was the inspiration for the name? It was my dad's friend, this huh? comic book artist named Mario Gully. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is he like what published? Kind of- Can we check him out? Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. uh, I think he, I don't know how much I should say this, but, Hint um, on. he, I don't know his full story, but I know he had like a pretty big, I think he like was pretty successful in making good money and then he kind of like fell out and I think he was like doing drugs and shit. He might've gone to jail. Um, but he ended up like starting to get his shit together again. And he sold this character to like a big, he's like fucking amazing. Like I follow him. I was friends with him on Facebook. Um, and he posts shit that he draws and it's like incredible, but he, I think just has some issues and like, um, couldn't keep it together. And he ended up selling this like really big character that got really successful called the ant to a, somebody like a comic company or a publisher or whatever the fuck. And they didn't pay him like a ton. Um, and then from, from then on, he hasn't really done anything. He does like commissions and stuff, but he always posts like weird shit on Facebook. And he's like, I think bitter about that. And maybe also like on drugs again, he's just kind of like oh, insane. No. Like he was posting a lot of shit about like the Illuminati and like, pictures of like Gucci clothes and he's like, I get stacks. And everyone's just like, and he would like be like shitting on other comic book artists, like just like really weird stuff. And I ended up deleting my Facebook. So I don't, I'm not connected to him anymore, but he, uh, he just seems like a weird fucking dude with a lot of history, but that's what I'm named after. (laughs) Can I just say the ant is such a good character. The ant. Yeah. It might just be ant with no the. Oh, ant. See. That to me sounds like uh, like an executive note. Like he it probably had ant. a decent good name for it, and then some it's fucking not... suit was like, "Hey, the ant." Yeah, if you search a comic book character ant, it pops up. Ant is a comic book superhero creator Mario Gully. It's on uh, Wikipedia. Oh, 
Looks like by Spider Man. Studios in 2004. Yeah, it's, it looks a lot like Spider Man. That's like Larry Potter. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, this does look a lot like... I mean, I feel like all superheroes are built the same way. I don't like, like, superhero comic books. I really like comics, but... Um, I, don't, I have, like, a few comics, but I hate, like, the superhero comics, and I feel like it's a shame that such a big part of comic book culture is, like, Marvel, DC. What What do you like, comic book-wise? Um, I have like, I have just random ones. Uh, this, I guess the reason I started getting into comics kind of is because uh, my favorite musician, Jeffrey Lewis, uh, was like an aspiring comic book artist who would like do show. He would do shows in New York City, and. Um, he would draw comics to like kind of as like show flyers. And that was his way of advertising the comics. So I have all of his comics right here. Uh, or I get, I get one every time I see him play live. Um, try to go like once a year, there's 13 and I have 12 or I have nine currently, but I like, like, like weird, like raunchier kind of stuff. Like, I have some like weird stuff that like I don't know. I I, I I got really into them for a little bit like my freshman year of college because I wanted to learn how to draw. So I was just buying a bunch to like just like study like body language and stuff. This the milk and cheese, those guys are pretty funny. Um I haven't looked in these in a while. I feel like I should revisit a lot of them. But I like stuff like that, like just like humorous stuff uh i have like some jane silent bob ones futurama ren and stimpy i don't know it's like a hard thing it's also like a i always like feel like it's kind of intimidating i don't know it's kind of intimidating to me the comic book world yeah i guess like any like any world you're not like a part of is intimidating because you know it's just a whole new thing you got to learn about and like etiquette you have to figure out and like what's what's cool what's not cool what you know all that stuff and it's just like i feel like i tried to go to comic book shops for a little bit and i would like talk to talk to the people about what i like or like ask them for recommendations but nine times out of ten comic book stores just like carry superhero comics and then maybe like two or three like random things here and there what don't you like about comic book uh superheroes and superheroes i don't know i think i just don't like superheroes in general uh spider-man the spider the toby Maguire spider-man movies i like a lot but I don't know. Like, there's so many movies about Superman and superheroes. I it, I have a hard time giving a shit. Yeah, I think that I think there's just like, it's like too diluted. Like it's like the same thing over and over again. It's just like somebody has like some ability, 
that like nobody else does and then somebody comes along to try and like take over the world or destroy the city for whatever reason because they're an asshole and then like they almost don't defeat them but then they somehow do every hey, you time you made a movie I did make a movie sort of it was that was a movie I I advertised it as a a crossover of the Blair Witch Project and the Pick of Destiny. I would like to make something else at some point in my life, but I don't know. That would be cool to do something. Was that a lot of work? Yeah, that was really stressful, um, especially because I've never like done anything like that. But I was just like, like filming everything myself in between like work shifts and shows. I was like playing a lot of shows that summer. And like just in between work and shows, and just kind of like try to like write it as I was going, um, and it was really fun to do that. I, I thought it was really ambitious. Like uh, I would do something like that again, but maybe film it or maybe not edit it, because I think like to film it and edit it all was just a lot. And maybe like spend more time writing, like write something a bit more cohesive. You edited it, the whole thing? Yeah. And shot what is the whole it? thing? I don't know anything about this. I want to know what it is and where I can watch it. Yeah, what's <laughs> it, it called? Uh, have a good summer. Uh, it, was, it was a company. It accompanied the EP. So, like, I, I made an EP called Hags. Um, and then I wanted to make a music video for each of the songs but then i was like oh it'd be cool if they were just like all a part of like one bigger story so i had i like came up with the ideas for all the videos and then wrote like a, a storyline around each of them uh and it's kind of just like supposed to be like a cliche thing of like like it's like a diy like underground person plays a basement show and then it's like playing big big league shows the next like overnight pretty much and then uh gets really fucked up and fame gets to his head and then loses it all and then yeah then then goes back to playing basement shows and then gets stabbed and murdered <laughs> spoiler yeah. yeah where is it do you publish it somewhere yeah, it's it's on the YouTube. If you search "Dog Cause Have a Good Summer," it should be there. Do you shoot and edit all of your music videos? Not all of them. I uh, I think half of them I shot. Uh, like. Yeah, I think half of them I've shot and edited. Um, I want to do one soon that I'm probably going to film. I, I think I'm just going to film it on my phone because then I have like a nice phone that I can do that. So that's the plan. But yeah, I film and edit everything usually. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's fun to do. I'd like to make another music video with a phone. Was yours? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that ours was, you, was with a phone. Oh, you've been doing like animation videos too. What do you use to animate? Um, 
Open Tunes. Uh-huh. And it's a I'm terrible and it's really time consuming, but I'm I sometimes have nothing better to do with my time. Yeah. I've done like a few like things in Photoshop. Uh, Photoshop like has like a secret animation thing that you could do that I do sometimes, but I just got like a new computer. So I want to like start messing with like After Effects a little bit more. Well, you can actually draw. I could try to draw. I think you can draw. I'm <laughs> a terrible hack. I thought I, I thought the breakfast fucking thing was really sick that you did. No, thank you. I agree. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You're like everything I do sucks. I, I think, think that's every- a common way to feel. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I also feel like whenever I meet somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, this is great," you listen to it and it's terrible because they have no like self-editing. You have yeah. to have a, you have to have a little bit of that like this sucks so that you can like revisit it and be critical of yourself. If you're just like this is great from the start, then it's not going to be that great. <laughs> I feel like my whole thing is kind of just like I'm like I half ass everything because I'm like, "Yeah, people will get the point." Like you know, like it'll it'll convey the message enough. It doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. But I think I that's don't know also if a good I have way to be. A message. Do you, you cause? Say again. Like you an better o- find one. An overall arching message. Yeah. No. Um. Have fun. Do your thing. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't know. I guess. I guess if if I were to say I have like a message or motto, uh, the thing my pedal board says, even if it sucks, who cares? I like that, John Cause. Even if it sucks, who cares? Cause, we don't need to take up any more of your time. Can you tell the world where to find you? The internet. Just look up John Cause. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's some skateboarding stuff, music stuff, uh, other art stuff, and have fun. Be safe. 2021. 2021. Coming up. The sequel. All right. Thank you, guys. Ominous. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. See you, guys. Yeah.